Hi, I'm Brandon Webb, former Navy SEAL and New York Times bestselling author. If you're like me, you want real security and defense news you can trust. You're probably tired of hearing the same talking heads, guys who have never seen the front lines, saying the same BS a hundred different ways. It's why I founded SoftRep.com, military-grade news produced entirely by our staff of military veteran journalists. Sign up at SoftRep for real news, real experience, real experts. SoftRep does what the mainstream media can't, deliver authentic content straight from the front lines. Sign up for a free trial membership today, and I'll give you my best-selling ebook, The Red Circle, for free. But that's not all. Your SoftRep membership also includes access to cutting-edge defense and security news by military experts, access to our award-winning documentaries, ebooks, special member events, and much more. So what are you waiting for? Let us know you're in. Sign up for your free trial membership today. Join our community at SoftRep.com. That's S-O-F-R-E-P.com. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Radio on target on time, and this week you're across the pond again with Big Phil Campion. And yes, I am across the pond. I've gone back. I've gone back to the UK. So last week I was sat in Canada, and this week, well, I'm back in the UK. I've got to tell you, it's a little bit wetter. In fact, we had some storm warnings here, and we've had a storm, and it provoked a little bit of thought from me about storms. And so, if you are having bad weather or experiencing something a little bit out of the norm, make sure that you are. Uh, Make sure that you're prepared for it. Preparedness, as you know, is everything. So we have the seven Ps. Prior planning and preparation prevents poor performance. Missed out one for you, but there you go. That's because I'm a polite young man. But basically what I'm trying to say is if you know you've got bad weather coming, keep an eye on social media, keep an eye on the news, keep an eye on each other, and make sure you've got what you need to get you through a scrape. How about that? Then there you go. Big Phil's tip of the day. Get yourself ready if the bad weather's coming because it'll sort you out and save your life. There we go. Okay, today I have a very special friend of mine that's going to be interviewed uh, with me. He's uh, he's not military. As for some people will be saying to you, what are you doing not doing military, Phil? Well, Phil is interviewing this fella because he supports the military like nobody else. He's done absolutely loads of stuff for our veterans. And if you have a look online when we've finished, and we'll tell you where to find out various bits and pieces, you'll realise that this guy turns up and supports our veterans whenever he can. Now, he plays a trumpet. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He plays a coronet. And if you tell him it's a trumpet, he'll tell you it's a coronet every single time. Okay, so without further ado, let me introduce my good old mate to the fray, Alistair Weir. How are you, buddy? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> Obviously, you're not, you're not military. Do you have any military in your family? Friends. My dad's best mate was a Scots guard. My dad couldn't get in because he was too wee. 
to the wee being wee. small because we've got an American small. audience here so they, oh, won't, yeah. they, won't, they won't get the wee thing they'll be dashing to the toilet yeah it was too small so it was either pit man or a guardsman so my dad moved away I've got fam- family that are and friends and family that are either Scots guards or black watch I couldn't serve because of knee injuries but I always you played football for a bit didn't you yeah I played football but I've had history of bad knees I was going to... you think that was a footballing injury? It was off. I had a, a virus that I had arthritis as a reaction. So it, it stretched my knees and it weakened them. And that was the start of it, basically. Okay. So you couldn't join? I couldn't join. Ironically, when I, I was going to join, I stayed on and do, did sixth form, got A-levels. So when I went down, um, I got an application form for Sandhurst. Okay. So I was planning to be a so Rupert. was going to be a Rupert? Yeah. So but, I'm glad you weren't, because you wouldn't be sat here now if you were. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so so that is basically, and I've, I've tried to be a, a reservist, but no, I've had six neops, and every time I've thought about it, that's happened. At one point, I was going to um, go and work for MI5. Okay. But uh, I had to have another neop on the left knee, and it was six months rehab. Okay, so, so there's, there's, there's no chance. So you've taken to supporting veterans. When did you first sort of like look at veterans' causes and that sort of stuff? Well, I've always supported and followed veterans. I've got plenty of friends that uh, um, are either Paris or Mercian Regiment, Woofers up, up in Nottingham, and obviously the Scottish connection. So I've always had an interest in history, and of course the British Army is a big part of that. My dad was a historian, always used to point out the Scottish regiments, their traditions, always used to watch Troop of the Colour and Remembrance Sunday and my dad would point out, you know, spin the wheel and all that business. So I've always had a a love of the forces and and everything that they stand for. So it goes back to... Did you spend any time in Scotland, did you? Because the Scottish units are, as we know, great, great, great units. A lot of visiting uh, family up there. I've been, we've never been to the tattoo, but on one occasion when I was young, my dad took me up to uh, Edinburgh Castle and uh, we had a look around. It was just after the tattoo. Okay. So, but my dad would take me around and he'd point out, I think the Royal Scots were on um, on uh, Sentry at the at, at that time. And, and of course, a lot of my dad's pals were, were either Black Watch, Scots Guard, a few Royal Scots thrown in. So, Okay, so you're known for... If you, if you don't know Alistair, and you will do after this, Alistair's known for, for his coronet playing, all right? And everywhere we go, if there's a tune that needs to be played, then obviously Alistair's there, and he can you can just about get anything out of that out of that machine that you've got. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, how long have you been playing that? Tell us a little bit about that. And then how long did you start playing it publicly and realise that it was a right. real crowd pleaser? Right. So my dad was an ex-pit man, so when he moved to England, he got me... I wouldn't say got me. He pushed me into the brass band from the age of six. So I played... But for those of you in America, just 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 explain a little bit about the brass bands. They were big, weren't they? They still are. Bit sort of different to American marching bands, but uh, a cornet. Cornet's very prevalent in um, American music. If, if you watch the Royal Marine Corps, the Marine Corps, um, you'll see cornets. And, and the brass band, Sousa Marchers, is predominantly it's very similar to the traditional brass bands over here. So if, you know, across the shore, if you think of the uh, Marines Corps of Music band, it's very similar to a brass okay, band. Okay, so you've got, you've got other pieces in this band, you've got... In a brass band, you'll have trombones, you'll have cornets, you'll have tenor horns, flugel, baritone, euphonium, E-flat, B-flat bass and percussion. Okay, so it's a bit like the Kiora advert coming down the road, basketball player <coughs> at the front. Somebody's similar. Yeah. <laughs> similar, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> okay, so, <coughs> so not quite as big as the ones over in America, no, are they? No, no. So I played in the brass band till I was 
20 did the contesting scene so in brass bands you you have contests and you play against each other so played played in uh sort of famous venues royal concert hall nottingham played at the royal college of music uh behind the back of albert hall so had a lot of promise so i, I was a principal cornet player of a second section band when i was 13 that's where it all comes from i actually packed up when i was 20 to actually get a better job start playing football again just get into a Lado kind of thing. You started playing this thing in public. I started playing this thing in public because I couldn't play football anymore because I've had right, okay. I've had the final knee up and that was it. So I thought, what I'm going to do, and what actually prompted me to play again, funnily enough, was somebody bought me a soundtrack to all the spaghetti westerns. So you you know you're good, bad, and the ugly, yeah, yeah, and all that. And I thought, I bet I could play that. So I bought a, a trumpet off eBay for a pound in India because I was a bit of a cheapskate and it cost <laughs> a pound. Me a I mean, that's pound. a pound. <laughs> pound for this trumpet. You get a tune off something that costs a pound. You're a, you're a good player. You know what you're doing. It cost me 50 quid postage and the trumpet cost a pound. <laughs> and when it arrived... It was a fine trumpet. <laughs> oh, it was crap. <laughs> it was useless. Anyway, I got, um, I got a, a cornet, a second-hand cornet, and I just thought... And basically what I did is I, I'd go down to... Local football matches, Forest. I'm a Forest fan. Start playing soccer for those of you in the soccer. UK. Yeah, um, the famous Nottingham Forest team. Basically, I'd play, start to play tunes that uh, Forest would sing. Mullican Tie is a favourite. Right. Okay. That um, Paul McCartney did Wings, and and when I was doing all this, I'd then sort of start to play the national anthem and sort of patriotic uh, tunes that on request. And then it be- and then somebody sort of an ex vet said, "Can you play the last post?" So I played it, and then in the pub at the time it went quiet. Everybody sort of paid attention, and yeah. people were coming up and saying. And this vet particularly said he was an ex para parachute regiment. He said he said, "Well, I was in the paras. We used to hear that every night." He said, "But I could safely say I've never heard it played as well as you've just played it." So one thing to another. When I moved down to London. More recently, this was 2016, I saw what was going off with um, the witch hunt with with veterans, Northern Ireland veterans, and I, I turned up out of the blue. I'd spoke to some of the admin team of the, the organisers, and one of them, I think good Mr Horsefall, said, bring your cornet, it's another voice. So I turned up on my tard, didn't know a soul, and ended up at the end after the event, stood up in a pub, played all traditional regimental tunes, it uh, went down like a house house on fire. Well, not house on fire. It went down really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From there, it's, people would sort of get me number. Oh, would you be able to play for us? Because yeah, you're, you're always you're, you're you're in the you're a B lister now. I'd say B lister. And it's <laughs> a B lister. I wouldn't say you're quite on the A list. Yeah, oh no, you're no. a B lister around yeah. town. People yeah. know you, don't they? People know you from these marches. Well, and yeah. If you turn up, people are like oh, Alistair's here. Do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And they always say, "Have you brought it?" So. <laughs> and it's always there. Yeah, it's the first time I've never seen you with it. Without, well, without it, yeah. <laughs> so, so that we went to the Union Jack Club after, and I think Wendy had a go and nearly got us thrown out. To be honest, on that day. Right, I've got a challenge for you. Right, so I've got. I bought this for a pound. Yeah. For those of you that can't see, obviously, because this is on the way, I bought this for a pound, right? Now, I can get a note out of this, so I'm going to try and get a note out of this, right? Okay? And then, I'll, and then I'll, I should clean the thing for you and see if you can get anything out of it, right? right. Anything better than I can, all no, right? No pressure. Not quite a note, was it? Not quite. 
No, I'm not getting nothing out of that. I've got a bugle that I found in a charity shop around here, and I knew Alistair was coming, so I thought it was about the same price, <coughs> it was a pound, so I'm going to see if Alistair can get anything out of it. Oh, he's off! <laughs> I'm going to send it to Sofrep. I'm going to post a picture of this thing because you ain't going to believe what he's just played it on. It really is. It, I found it in a charity shop. It's been sat in my cabinet and all of a sudden it's now seen some life. I don't think anybody's probably ever played that, all right? Because that's not. Like, I've tried. I put. I, I robbed another mouthpiece for it of one of these ones in the pub once and tried to play it because that didn't seem big enough to me. But there you go. That's the right one for the job. So there you go. So gigs that you've done, marches that you've been on. Let's have a, let's have a chat about what you've actually done. Well, so obviously the demos for the veterans, so the witch hunt against Northern Ireland veterans. That's right, did the soldier, uh, soldier, soldier, F, soldier F Operation Zulu. Then there's the the other veterans against terrorism. That was when probably sort of bumped into yourself on that. We we're waiting for you to go and deliver a letter to number ten. That's right. Yeah. And then I closed it off doing the last post. And then so obviously get invited all around to if I can to do those. So I've been up to Scotland, Liverpool, Hull, York, just doing that support. And then now and again, the unfortunate side is I'll get a, a phone call. Can I uh, play at um, you know a veteran's funeral? And if I'm local, then I always say yeah. I'll you know always yeah, do yeah. that. And of course, you've done the rumble with us, haven't you? I've done so, the rumble. Um, I think three times. So the remembrance rumble, um, <coughs> we we always obviously have have pomp and ceremony, and rightly so. And uh, obviously, Al- Alistair is our go-to. Sound of trumpets, bugles, coronets. You the man. Yeah. So I love doing the the um, the rumble. Back to your football days, then. Back to yep. your football days. Did you do England games? Because they've always got a travelling band, haven't they? No, I've not. I think the travelling band's actually Chef Wednesday. They're, Is it really? Yeah, they okay. they're, they're from Chef Wednesday. So I've uh, funny, uh, funny. No, I've just I've not done it officially. But we went. We played Forest played Brighton one season before Brighton went up, or the season before. And I t- I went down. We had a weekend in Brighton, and and Forest lost. Brighton won. There's a bar behind the goal, and and to entertain, I just got the cornet out and just started playing. To which everybody, Brighton fans, were sort of leaving, thinking, "What's going on here? We've just beaten them, and they're making more noise than we are." So it was just me on the cornet, you see. <laughs> so the following year, I went, and as I walked in, I had to give it in because you're not allowed to take unless you you're official. You're not allowed to take musical instruments into clubs. No, I've got a story about that. My, my drum got taken off me. It belonged to my son. Yeah, health, yeah. health and safety. It's a load of health rubbish. If somebody damages it, who's responsible? Which is a load of rubbish. But so when, the second year I went in and the security staff come up and said, we said, oh, great to see you. We didn't know if you were coming or not because obviously I entertained them last year. He says, we'll take it off you for obvious reasons, but we'll give it back to, after the match. So, but that's unofficial. It's different in, I've been, I've played in Germany We've got a load of German friends um, that we go over to Cologne, and funny enough, they've got a song that they sing to Loch Lomond, which is a traditional Scottish 
tune. Oh, okay. So, and they love it. They they bring you in if you've got a musical instrument. There's none of this uh, health and safety rubbish. Yeah, no, it's your kind over. It's t- it? totally different. So, so I've played in Germany. I've played in Portugal as well. I think for for Porto fans, which their their main tune is is lyrics to uh, Frank Sinatra's My Way. So I played that once, and of course um, I got Freedom of the City, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> plus plus as many beers as you could drink oh, in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah, it? yeah. Hi, I'm Brandon Webb, former Navy SEAL and founder of the Cray Club. Are you tired of scrambling to figure out the perfect Valentine's Day gift for the most important guy in your life? Think they'd like military-grade survival gear delivered directly to their doorstep? Then join over 250,000 members and gear up with Crate Club, the box built by Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, and Special Ops guys. Sign up, and Crate Club will send you high-class military-grade gear like backpacks, flashlights, hammocks, holsters, vests, and more. That means whatever your favorite guy is into, it'll come right to his doorstep. Then he'll have the confidence of a Navy SEAL that it's going to get the job done. Subscribe at Crate Club today, and we'll go even further. We're including a free copy of my best-selling ebook, The Killing School, about America's elite snipers. I'm Brandon Webb, and I can't wait to raise the grade on military gear in America. So let me know you're in. Sign up today at CrateClub.com. C-R-A-T-E Club.com. What are your plans with this? What are your preferred things to support now? Obviously, the the support for the for the for the veterans community is that will continue. As I've been booked for VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, uh, later on in the year. And who, who's that for? Is that 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 was for the veterans up in Hull? Okay. So it, I think it was first come, first serve. So it's kind of a niche thing. So I'll be doing that. Obviously, I want to sort of improve my standard because I didn't. I had no idea where, when it would take me just for standing up. Well, there's a few of you playing into it because there's the geezer with the bagpipes. There's well, Ben, he always, yeah. He always shows up. Yeah, Ben. And then there's another last Claire uh, on drums. So, And I've been invited to play with the Fusiliers band up, up in Newcastle, but obviously we're in London, so... Yeah, you um, need to get up there and do that because that would be phenomenal. Well, be real. yeah, and then the other thing which is quite an eye-opener is the fact that I've I've supported veterans for... The Hyde Park, the cavalry veterans, and the Hyde Park bombing, the Hyde Park yeah, bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I've I get invited now to the official remembrance of that. Where we've been, I think last year there was official state trumpeters to play. Official state trumpeters. So do you look on them. With, do you get trumpet envy? When you oh, see oh, of course. Speak? Yeah, and you know, I I sort of I do go to see the band of the Royal Marines, and I go to see the guards and. And the level of expertise they've got is incredible. And sometimes I just think you brushless. So, but, <laughs> but anyway, but w- one of the things I've been asked because this year, the day of the re- the, re- the remembrance for the Hyde Park, they couldn't get a state trumpeter. Okay. I don't know why, but the the veterans that were there on that day did ask me if I could fill in if that situation arose again. And I said, well, obviously, by all means. So one of the things I'm going to look at is to learn a, a cavalry bugle, which is slightly different to a mili- uh, an infantry one. And I wouldn't know what that is. So that is an infantry bugle? That's an inf- infantry bugle, yeah. Know. That's your classic bugle, but a cavalry one's longer. Okay. If you can picture the, the, the cavalry with a troop of the colour with the, the longer yeah, 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 yeah. So it's slightly high-pitched? It's a different key. It's a different note structure sound basically so i'm going to sort of you know learn learn those and fill in when required so and then of course the rumble so um 
Yeah, we haven't really talked about the Rumble this year, but I'm sure it'll take place somewhere. There'll be some boxing to be had or something like that this year. Yeah, so get something done. So basically, just can can continue the work that I do is a bit demanding. As you know, I've got a new job, but I was working around Europe a lot of the time, which means it means it's difficult to practice. Okay, I've got a new job which allow, allows me to work from home a lot, and because of that, I've got the opportunity to now raise my standard. So that's one of Which the is, things. I mean, you do, like, people have heard, you know, I mean, to get a tune out on that thing, you're not, you're not messing about at it, really, are you? Do you know what I mean? Not, not messing about, but through, and obviously when I was younger, I showed a lot of promise and could have gone on to, to probably, I don't know, could have been a musician within the within the army, to be honest. But yeah. but I'm of the opinion, and you're probably the same, obviously, from your experience, that if you're going to do something, you've got to do it as best of your ability. Yeah, absolutely. And with the opportunity... Um, well, where it's transpired, it's like, well, it's a fantastic place to be in and I would like to improve to, to carry on and, and raise my standard. And, and well, so The other thing that Alistair's known for, right? everybody knows him for this, if you drink with Alistair, you won't get through a single night without avoiding him. And what do you think I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know. Riddles or uh, jokes? Jokes. We go jokes first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you can you bash out? Alistair's forever telling jokes. So can you bash out a joke straight off the top of your head, off the hip? Well, I'll give you a musical one. Give us a musical one. Go on. Um, well, somebody nicked me air guitar last night. Yeah, go on. So I've just, I've um, decided to play air harp. Air harp. Yeah, and it's a visual thing, but people keep calling it to go in what? Because I'm sort of. Like yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm very musical, you know yourself. I Christmas Day, I sat in and, on my own and I played U2 Monopoly. Have yeah. you ever played it? No, no, no. Uh, U2 Monopoly is like normal Monopoly, but the streets have no names. <laughs> Alison, I ain't, they, right, you know a few poems as well, don't you, because of your history. Yeah. Is there any military poem that's the, that, that, that springs to mind? I'm going to give you a slot here to bang on military poem out if you know one. Well, I love Robert Burns. I've just done a Burns night, but my dad, apart from bringing me up on Robert Burns, brought me up on um, Kipling. Kipling? Yeah, Rudyard. Hemingway at all? Uh, I don't know Hemingway. Oh, no. Was he even a thing? No, it's Kipling I'm thinking about. I'm talking about my arse, isn't it? Rudyard. Yeah, Rudyard. Oh, Rudyard so, Kipling. Yes. Gunga Din. Gunga Din. Gunga Din and all that sort of... Do you know Gunga Din? Do you? I don't know Gunga Din. It's, um, Tommy, Tommy this and Tommy I know that. Tommy that. Let's have, a, let's have a bash at that. So this is... For those of you that don't know, Rudyard Kipling was a, was a very, very profound poet in the day. Um, and he was talking about eras back to the first time when the Brits went to Afghanistan years and years and years ago. And he also acknowledged that there was a problem with troops when they came home. And Tommy is an example of, of what he found out. Give us a, give us a blast of Tommy. Right. I went into a public house to get a pint of beer. The publican, he up and said, we serve no redcoats here. The girls be like behind the bar, they laughed and giggled fit to die. I ate into the street again and to myself, said I. Well, it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy go away. But it's thank you, Mr Atkins, when the band begins to play. I went into a theatre as sober as I could be. They gave a drunk civilian room, but they hadn't none for me. They sent me to the galleries and round the music halls, but when it comes to fighting, Lord, they shove me in the stalls. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy, wait outside, but it's special train for Atkins when the troop ship's on the tide. The troop ship's on the tide, me boys, the troop ship's on the tide. Yes, it's special train for Atkins when the troop ship's on the tide. We ain't no... Drunken soldiers, we ain't no blackguards too. We're single men in barracks, most remarkable like you. 
And if sometimes our conduct ain't on your fancy paints, well, single men in barracks don't grow into plaster saints. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy as your soul, but it's thin red line of heroes when the drums begin to roll. You talk of better food for us and scores and fires and all. We'll wait for extra rations if you treat us rational. Don't mess around the cuproom slops and prove it to our face. The widow's uniform is not the soldier man's disgrace. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that and chuck him out the brute. But it's saviour of his country when the guns begin to shoot. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that and anything you please. Well, Tommy ain't a blooming fool. You bet that Tommy sees. Yeah, fantastic, man. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? About, and <coughs> the message of that poem for me is still pertinent today. And when I looked at the soldiers, you know, especially when my old, my old original uh, unit was stationed in town, the Princess of Wales's Royal Regiment, they could not get into a single boozer in town. Yet they're quite prepared to get soldiers of 17 years old fight on the front line, okay? And they're quite prepared to stick medals on their chest when they come home, and rightly so. But they won't let them in the boozers for love nor money. And Rudyard Kipling, you know, in the days of the Redcoats, we are talking Afghanistan the first time round, which was years and years and years ago. So it's not it's not really a problem that we've never had. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, I, I can't really understand it because, well, as you know, I, I support them and I see that they, they deserve better, to be honest. No, I do think so. Your passion certainly does shine through when it comes to veterans' issues and that sort of stuff because, like I say, you've... You've, you've witnessed probably as much as I have around town of people not being allowed in. Only the other night we went out to celebrate to celebrate Independence Day and uh, the trumpet came. Yeah. The coronet came, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Alistair played played um, played the national anthem in a pub and was told to, told to shut up, basically. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is beggar's belief. And for those of you in America who probably think, well, if you could imagine going into a pub in America and playing your, your, your Star Spangled Banner and having people boo and hiss and tell you to shut up, I, I've got to tell you now, it took a lot of restraint from all of those concerned not to start Tommy this and Tommy that around the pub, I've got yeah. to tell you, didn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? It was, it was quite insane, wasn't it? So the, the level of support that we actually get sometimes doesn't re- represent the amount of effort the guys put in to put themselves in that position in the first place, does it? Whatsoever. Correct, yeah. Yeah, well, so... Anything else you want to talk about while you're here? I just, well, you know, obviously at the Rumble, since um, being becoming part of it, I think one of the things um, that uh, when I've met the, the Americans of, as well, I mean, I remember, I think, I don't think you were there at the time, but the Rumble last year, the atmosphere before is is kind of electric and it's buzzing. And I think one of the, you know, being able to play, we were sat there and, you know, the boxers were sort of running around and you just want to get out and have a fight. But um, basically, Rad, your good friend and my good friend. Rad Radle. Yep. Did <laughs> say, he said, what can you play on now? So I played the Rocky theme. And there was myself, Rad, Drexel and John Snyder that just, they loved it. And it, and it really kind of sort of... You can picture Drexel. John Snyder actually looks like a typical boxing coach from downtown Manhattan, doesn't he? You yeah. Know, big old fat nose on him, great big arms. And Drexel looks like the guy he's trained. Drexel is a—he's a monster of a man. Like you know, he just looks like a boxer. He got you know pug nose, squash head, all that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? You can imagine them. Can you play as a tune on the trumpet? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a, a, a talking, and I mean, one of the things. I mean, uh, I think Seth, who who uh, you, you fight tw- uh, twice, fought twice, did ask me if I was going to play taps. 
and obviously not. I played the last post, but as I've got to know them and talking to the Americans about my history and and all that, because my history does, ex- uh, my love of history does extend to American as well. So Sousa is a is a favourite of mine. You know, somebody that does marches. So, and and I think you know, talking to Rad said that you know, Al, we do the rumble kind of quite regularly, split around the country, and you know, if you ever get the opportunity to come over and play taps for us, then uh, you know, please do so. So, you know, I'd love to do that. Yeah, no, I think there's, I think, I think there's, there's, there's room, there's certainly room on this show for a bit more, a bit more coronet playing, yeah, and there's yeah. certainly some more room for some poetry. And if you like that poetry today on my show, please let me know, and I will, I will endeavour to get some more recorded, and perhaps we'll, we'll have a poetry slot because I think military poetry does actually get the point across sometimes. And when you look back across the ages, soldiering in its ethos and its ways and the way it materialises afterwards doesn't actually change too much. Technology changes, battlefield methods of operation change, but the actual heart and soul of the soldier and the actual things that he suffers when he gets back from battle haven't really changed much in in, in centuries, I wouldn't have thought, to be honest. And to think that we're still getting problems with people once they've finished on the battlefield is something that is very close to my heart as something I'd like to see sorted out. And Alistair goes a long way for us now. And I'm going to ask you quickly before you go if you can belt another tune out on the... On the on the on the now famous bugle, uh, if you can get another tune out on that, we'll have a quick word before before I wrap this up. But um, Alistair, I'll let you say goodbye in the in the best way you know how, and you can play whatever you like on that. <laughs> I'm um, putting them on the spot. Yeah, yeah it's put them on the spot. This, this is called the Rouse, and you'll probably know it more than me. It's um, get out of bed. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Thank you very much, Geezer. I will see you again later on. So that was that was Alistair Weir, and he really is behind our troops. And like I say, if there's a if there's a big thing going on in town and it's supporting our veterans, you can almost bet your bottom dollar Alistair will be there in some way, shape or form, uh, helping out. And like I say, tremendous military knowledge and a tremendous historical military knowledge as well. And it won't be the last time we'll be hearing from Alistair, I'm absolutely sure. So we'll round up today by saying, don't forget to check out everything on Softrep, okay? Hurricane Media putting out some great stuff, Softrep putting out some great stuff, and also, as you've seen, Softrep Radio sticking out some great stuff. I'll be live myself, so if you want to see, the tr- if you want to see my what, what Alistair's just been playing, I'm going to stick a picture of that on my Instagram, at Big Phil Campion. And I'm at Big Phil Campion on all platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget, you'll hear a lot more of me on this channel over the coming weeks as we... If you've got any ideas, and I keep saying this, and I never get any messages, if you've got any ideas, if you want me to talk to somebody, if you want me to try and get someone on the show, give me a shout. I'll always have a try. And if you want me to cover a topic in particular, let me know, and I'll see what I can do. Okay, like I said, don't forget to check out all the platforms on SoftRep. Don't forget to have a look around. Don't forget to listen to this. And don't forget, if you like it, share it. Okay, until next time, I will see you all very, very soon. Thank you all for listening. Good night. You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. New episodes up every Wednesday and Friday. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Soft Rep Radio.